Senior executives know that to stay on top of your game, you need to constantly challenge and develop yourself. IMI's new senior executive experience delivers future-focused learning. Gain invaluable tools and insights in areas like organisation resilience and digital transformation to shape the future of your organisation. Visit imi.ie for details. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the IMI Talking Leadership Podcast. Today I'm joined by Laurie Nell, who is an Associate Faculty Member here at IMI. In addition to his work on our programs, Laurie is also the Director of Strategic Innovation Partners, a Dublin-based consultancy, and co-founder of Brain for Business, an initiative bringing together practical insights from the world of behavioral and brain science to deliver better business practices and outcomes. So today, Laurie and I are going to be having a conversation about innovation, and in particular, the role of innovation within business. So Laurie, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you very much, Farah. It is great to be here. Uh, as you mentioned, I am a program director with the IMI. I currently lead the IMI's professional diploma in organizational development and transformation, as well as working on a number of other programs, both uh, client-specific, but also some of the uh, the healthcare programs. Uh, you also mentioned that uh, management consultant, and that uh, I've been working at for a good few years now. And, and much of what I do through those two areas is focused on strategy and innovation, the, those two things and pulling them together. And of course, you mentioned uh, what is currently a podcast, the Brain for Business podcast, which focuses very much on the brain, behavioral, organizational sciences. In addition to that, I'm currently working towards a PhD at Trinity College and, and looking very much at innovation within teams and organizations. Thanks very much, Laurie. And now let's jump right into innovation. And I think most companies are familiar with the concept of culture, even if it's not completely defined within their organization, they know what a culture is. But what is a culture of innovation and how do those two concepts, culture and innovation, really fuse together? It's interesting the way you put that there, because I think you're right. We all know intuitively and indeed instinctively what culture is. You can feel it. You walk into one organization, one company, and it feels different. People do things differently. Uh, the, the layout is different. People talk to each other differently, however it might be. And so if we boil it down to its basics, culture can be understood as the way we do things around here. Okay how we talk to each other, how we engage, how we uh, work together, how we lead in so many sort of simple ways. And we can look at things like you know, the, the artifacts as they're, they're often called. So those very tangible things like the, the uniforms people might wear or the office layout or the logos and colors or the values, those sorts of things that are often up on the, the placards. And then of course the assumptions, those underlying assumptions about the way we interact with the world. But then, as you said, we also have this other element, which is, of course, innovation. And innovation has emerged as one of the, the, the big buzzwords. And it is, of course, vital for organizations in many, many ways. And there's quite a lot of research looking at those companies in particular that innovated through the financial crisis uh, many years ago and found that actually the ones that continue to invest in and work on innovation were more successful in the longer run. But what is innovation? And from that, of course, what is a culture of innovation? Well, there are lots of different definitions of innovation. And uh, I guess some of them are very technical. 
some of them are very narrow, but one which I think is really applicable to most organizations comes from the MIT Office of Innovation. And, and they define innovation as the process of taking an idea from inception to impact. So from you know, when it is, is formed, when it emerges through to impact implementation in whatever shape or form. Now, if we link that back to culture, I think we start to get somewhere really interesting because an innovation culture or a culture of innovation, however you wish to frame it, is very much about making innovation just part of the way we do things around here. It's not something that is done by particular people necessarily, or it's not something which is done on certain days of the year, but it really seeps into the fabric of uh, an organization or a business. It becomes the way we do things around here. I think that's really interesting that innovation becomes the way we do things around here and it's just embedded in the company all the time and not just at certain times. So now can you tell us why is it so important that, that an organization creates that culture of innovation? I've already mentioned the research into to those companies that innovated through the, the global financial crisis of 2008 to 2010, however you wish to, to date it. And if nothing else, I think what that highlights is that innovation is a key differentiator for, for any organization of, of whatever shape or form, whether you're talking public sector, private sector, NGO, not-for-profit, whatever. But I think what it does, what innovation does, is it helps companies really make their products, their services, uh, whatever it is that they go about doing, unique. It's a process of, of, of constant, uh, constant improvement. And so the culture of innovation that, uh, that organizations development is key to, to that. Now, Steve Jobs had a great line that um, it, it's not about the technology, it's about the people. It's the people which make the difference in organizations. And I think that's particularly true when it comes to, to innovation, the way that a business might approach things, the way that a business might approach um, challenges. Competitor has launched a new product. What do we do? Um, there is a, a new service offering here at the market, and it's better than ours. So, how do we respond? Well, I think the the, the easy way is is innovation, and by focusing on a, a culture of innovation, you're able to to really ensure that that mindset, for want of a better term, is spread throughout the organisation. It becomes everybody's responsibility. Thanks very much, Laurie, and I understand why it's so important to have this culture of innovation, especially with all the kinds of new technologies that are coming up nowadays. So how can a leader go about creating that culture of innovation within the organization? Well, as I said there, when I was referring to, to Steve Jobs, it, it does very much come down to the, the people. And perhaps to give you an example of, of what I mean. So during the uh, during the recent COVID crisis, and hopefully the, the COVID crisis, the pandemic uh, is over and it is behind us. But if you think about what happened there, there were huge shifts in the way society and the way people were living we weren't going to restaurants we weren't going to cafes we weren't getting on planes and flying places because we simply couldn't uh so for example you know companies which were working in the um food in the retail and hospitality sector 
were having to reimagine how they delivered their products and services. Uh, but it also went into different areas. So for example, a company like um, Coca-Cola, looking at the, the different bottle sizes that they now needed, because as I said, people weren't buying their products in, uh, in pubs or in restaurants or in cafes. Now, when a culture of innovation comes into to play, and particularly the role of leaders, it's about ensuring that everyone at all levels within the organization, within the business, feels that they're able to contribute to that. And that's important to, to stick with the Coca-Cola example, rather than necessarily saying, let's just drop the price and make our products cheaper and keep the same products. It's actually about everyone at every level within the business thinking, how can we uh, change what we're doing in order to better meet the demands of the market and maintain or, or at least uh, achieve some kind of competitive uh, advantage. Thanks, Laurie. I think that competitive advantage piece is really interesting. And I have heard it said a lot recently that innovation really can be your competitive advantage. So thanks so much for giving us that insight. And now I think it's safe to say that there are a lot of different parts, moving parts within an organization which come together to contribute towards creating this culture of innovation. But leadership has a huge impact on this. Do you have any concrete steps or top tips, I guess we could phrase it, for leaders who want to create this more innovation-focused culture within the organization? Absolutely, and it's a, it's a great question. I guess at its core, um, whether you're talking about a culture of innovation or, or any other I guess, approach to cultural design culture. Cultural change is hard, but there are certain things that, that you can do. First of all, you have to understand what your current culture is like. Where, where are you? Um, so whether it's a cultural audit or, or a basic uh, cultural analysis, and that, that can be a very formal thing, but it also can be quite an informal thing, working with people within the, the business, within the organization to, to, to get a sense of where things are at. But from there, once you know where you are, you need to think about where you want to be. So defining the desired future culture. And I talked earlier on about those different levels of culture, artifacts, values, assumptions, and that goes back to, to Edgar Schein. But it's really about saying, well, how would we want it to be? How would we want our ideal culture of innovation to be? What sort of practices would we want? How would we go about things? How would we like our, our leadership to be? And there was a really interesting book a, a number of years ago uh, by Patty Miller and uh, Thomas Vettel-Svesbo called Innovation as Usual. And they argue that a leader's role, for example, is not so much to innovate themselves, but rather to create the environment and to facilitate others within uh, an organization to facilitate. And there are a number of different things that, that can be done there. But from a leadership perspective, I think this is really where the, the, the key is. You think about where you are now, where you want to get. From a leadership perspective, uh, it's very much about looking at what leaders are doing and how they can drive that cultural change forward. So we think about things like, you know, what leaders pay attention to? What, what do... What questions do the leaders in a business ask? What metrics are they focused on? Uh, what, what are they not asking about is also important because that 
sends uh, important messages to uh, the people who report into them. You know, if the leaders want to know about X or Y or Z, well, that must mean it's important. If they're not asking about A, B and C, well, maybe that's not so important. Equally, things like how leaders react to incidents and crises, um, what they see as important in that, how they allocate resources, but also how leaders role model. So what they demonstrate uh, in terms of, of behaviors. A number of years ago, I, I did a report um, into innovation development, innovation capability development in particular in, in Ireland. And one of the one of the people who I spoke to through that, through the, the research, told me a story which always stuck with me. And uh, the, the person in question didn't identify their organization, um, chose not to. But they said that in that particular organization, people were not encouraged to come up with new ideas. Well, the spoken words from the leadership were, yes, we welcome new ideas. But in reality, if you came up with a new idea, then it was seen as an implicit criticism of the old idea. And guess who came up with the old idea? Well, the leadership did. So by criticizing implicitly the old idea, you were also seen to be criticizing the leadership. And what that meant was that people realized that actually, please don't come up with new ideas because we were not open to that kind of criticism. So it's changing that focus so that people are able to have those conversations. And the term psychological safety is, I think, very important here, creating that context where people and share ideas and know that the recipient is uh, open to, to hearing them and the recipient in this case being the, the leaders or the leadership in an organization but also that they will engage with them in a constructive way they may say actually i don't think that's a good idea but here is why and i appreciate the fact that you raised it rather than simply that's rubbish go away and i think there's a real difference there in in terms of leadership responses I think that's so interesting, this concept of psychological safety, because we hear it come up again and again. And it's so interesting to hear how it plays into the culture of innovation, you know, creating that kind of environment where people are comfortable bringing those new ideas forward within their organization without fear that maybe they'll be criticized or their ideas will be rejected. So that's really interesting. Thanks very much, Laurie. Now, my final question for you is about change management. And I think that innovation and change really go hand in hand. So if you plan to be innovating a lot within your organization, it makes sense that you'll need some kind of structures or processes in place to manage the inevitable changes. So can you give us a quick overview of how innovation and effective change management relate to each other? Absolutely. And I think you're absolutely right. And I was talking to, to a client about this uh, just last week, because if you think about, I guess, a continuum or a value chain kind of perspective, you might start off with the strategy. Where do we want to go to as, as a business, as an organization? And, and that might be about developing a culture of innovation. Now, innovation can, can help you get there. But in order to implement that and in order to do so effectively, you need to have change management processes really tightly embedded into how you go about things. I had a conversation a number of years ago with a leader in an organization, I'm not going to say which organization, but very consciously, who was trying to change the culture. 
And as I said earlier on, cultural change is hard. But they were trying to change the culture and what they were outlining made perfect sense. And we got to the end of the conversation. I said, now that's great. How are you going to do it? They said, we're going to role model. I said, okay, but it needs to be a little bit more than role modeling. And I mentioned some of those embedding mechanisms as they're called a few months ago. But that is where you need to really bring in change management approaches. So something as simple, and I'll probably get uh, criticized maybe for calling it simple, but but Cotter's eight steps um, in terms of change management are, are key here. You know, starting with things like you know developing a guiding coalition, um, formulating a vision, uh, and I guess in other terms as well, which are familiar to anyone who is familiar with change management, having a burning platform. You know, why do we need to change? And when you follow those through, and indeed any uh, established model of change, it's really about taking a, a clear and structured process to implementing that culture of innovation, but doing so in a way that brings people with you so that it's not a case of this is being forced on us. I don't understand it, why they're doing it. It doesn't make any sense, but actually, okay, I see what this is uh, is about uh, and how this work will play out. I think the final point though I would make about that change management perspective is recognizing that the existing culture will also impact about how the organization works towards the desired new uh, cultural state, particularly the, that culture of innovation. Uh, one analogy I often use is that culture can be like quicksand. You, you might have a, a goal to have um, a culture or a, I should say a strategy of being agile and responsive. I'm saying I, I don't think there are many businesses these days that wouldn't want to be agile and responsive. But if the culture of the business is such that the immediate response is we need to call a meeting, and from that meeting, it's decided to have another meeting. And then oh, let's let's gather stakeholders' perspectives and have another meeting, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying gathering stakeholder perspectives isn't a good thing to do, by the way. But if you're not careful, six months later, you're still having conversations about how important it is to be agile and responsive rather than focusing on being agile and responsive. So that broader context, that broader environment plays a role. So as I said, You've got where you want to go, which comes out of the strategy. The innovation can help you get there, but the change management is very much the process will support that journey, all impacted by the, the culture and the environment in which a business or an organization functions. Thanks very much, Laurie. And that quote, culture can be like quicksand, I think is so interesting. So thank you so much for sharing your perspectives and your insights on innovation and change management with us today on the IMI Talking Leadership Podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you did enjoy scratching the surface on innovation, do subscribe to our SoundCloud or your preferred podcast provider as I'll have a few more episodes centered around creativity and innovation coming within the next few weeks. Until next time.